What's up, everybody? It's John Bush from Armored Saints sitting here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You are on the road to rock. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin, the lead singer for the band Mr. Big, and you are on the road to rock with Clint Schweitzer. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heartland. God bless America. You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, Clint Schweitzer. This is it. It is the holiday, the Christmas, the year-end episode of On the Road to Rock, and what a year it's been. Another banner year for us here on the podcast, and once again, just like I say at the end of every year, we have you guys to thank for staying with us for going on 12 years now. It's just been such a part of my life that I cannot conceive what it would be like without it and all the support that you guys give, all the guests that we have on this show. And that's what I wanted this week to be about. A best of show, kind of the best of moments from the year, from some of the guests that stood out, just a few of the interviews that really made an impact. And there were so many this year. Thinking back to having Dee Snyder back on the show, talking about his new book, Frats, uh, being able to sit down with Jasmine Degusha from Guar. What a moment that was at Rocklahoma. And also, a bucket list interview. Gavin Rossdale from Bush joining me backstage at Rocklahoma. What a moment. I'm going to play that interview it's in, in its entirety because it was just kind of a quick sit-down interview. All these, are, of course, are available in the archives. You guys have maybe heard a lot of these, and for those that haven't, it's going to be a good sort of wraparound from the this year, which has been tremendous. It started, you know, back in January, obviously, but in February, Stephen Piercy was on the show, and that's where we're going to start here on this year-end podcast with my interview. This was right after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It was the day the Chiefs were having their Super Bowl parade. I was able to catch up with Stephen Piercy talking about, could there ever be a rat reunion? Yeah, but unfortunately, in our scenario, rat, right? Uh, as far as the band, I'm not in control of some of the other guys' lives and of course. what they want to do. And, and they've... They've been there, done that. It's not even a financial thing. There's always plus and minuses to, you know, the crime. And the crime could be putting us out there and not having it work, you know. But I've I've put it out there. So let's put the nail in the coffin right now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> been out there doing what I started. And that's why I created this band, Mickey Rat, turned into Rat. But honestly, without Robin, you know, I we've tried to fill shoes and it's all good. You get away with it. But look, I I would rather be in, you know, I'd rather put rap music out there with me than a band you're calling rat. This won't come back and bite me in the ass either because I've put it out there. I've asked the other guys as did one of uh, the original members, let's get together, try to figure this out and do some business. And cause that's what it is. And if somebody doesn't, they don't like Warren, 
people ask me, you know, what's Warren doing? What's Warren? Well, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Give me a call, dude. <laughs> Let's chit chat. What are you doing? We have we can write songs all day long, Warren and I. We can put a record out in fucking a week, you know. Uh, so we'll see. So right now, this, this is where it's going to sit. And you're correct. Rap would have been perfect. But hey, I'm the representative. I am the, you know, I created the monster. So here it is. From there we go to a first timer on the podcast. It was none other than Don Dawkin, who was talking about the band's new album. And also, what's the deal with George Lynch opening up some shows for Dokken and playing on stage with Dokken from time to time? What's up with that? Well, we just figured, you know, keep our ticket sales high. We do the whole Don Dokken, George Lynch reunion. We did it for a year. It's played itself out. I'm not going to do that anymore. I think we have just one more show. Maybe it's Vegas with George yeah. coming on stage and playing two songs. And, and I told my agent, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. Because George has been out of the band for decades. John Levin's been in the band for 21 years. It's not fair to John. You know, go, okay, bye, everybody. And walks off stage and George comes on and plays a couple of songs. We don't, honestly, don't, we don't, no offense to George, we don't need him to come on stage. It's played itself out. So I'm done with that. And then it kind of exploded where George put Lynch Mob back together. And then his band was opening for us. And then we'd play and then he'd come on at the end and play two songs. And I said, why are we doing this? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. no offense to George, but, you know, he plays very small places. I play for thousands of people. So George, he's like, yeah, I love playing with Dawkins because I'm playing in front of thousands of people. But uh, that's kind of played itself out. Oh, you know, uh, we don't talk much when he comes, you know, we're, I guess we're not BFF. The only thing we talk about is he moved to New Mexico, too. <laughs> He lives that's, in a, that's good common ground i'd say he's now, yeah he's an hour and a half away so i talk about me fixing up my house and he's talking about his he's he bought a hacienda and he's and he's building uh portolas and he built a barn and sent me some pictures of him with a chainsaw and i was like that's wild so hang on let me hang this up because i don't know who it is and i don't care and <laughs> so you know he, he sends like pictures of him building his dream home and i've been i've been here four years so just about the we talk about he told a story a couple weeks ago when he was on about uh, making the dream warriors video i got my dream warriors shirt on it's my favorite talking song but he talked cool. about how uh he, he and robert england freddy krueger were doing cocaine off of freddy krueger's knife fingers making that video but don that's not my question to you my question to you is i always heard there was another version of that song that never got recorded that had like a different chorus. Do you remember like how that went or if that song ever did get yes. recorded? The, it was the first time that anybody told me what the chorus had to be. I write my own music, my own lyrics. But when he approached me, the director uh, was doing Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And he says, well, I like Dawkins and I'd like you guys to write the theme song but the chorus has to be called Dream Warriors. And I went, well, that's interesting. I've never had somebody tell me what the lyrics have to be. So, you know, Jeff and George and Mick went off on their own with an ounce of cocaine and wrote their version. 
And I went back to my place and wrote my version. And it was kind of like, may the best man win. You know, my version was very up-tempo, very rockin'. You know, the one that ended up winning was more dark. It said, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. That's George's comfort zone when he writes those kind of riffs, medium tempo, dark. And so they won, you know, and we did the song and it was kind of funny. I mean, the band said afterwards, hey, well, we, we, we actually liked your version better, Don. Do you remember how the, I, I, I feel like I saw an interview like years and years ago on VH1 where you like kind of sang that chorus i can't remember how it how it went but it was kind of like had this more jumpy chorus it was like you'll be the master of our dreams or something like yeah. that is that something yeah, about right something it like was that dream yeah. warriors we can be heroes inside of our dreams dream warriors we can be anything that was the chorus i love it i want that it was like can we... but it was very up have you thought about recording that with the current band that'd be awesome yeah I'm over it. I get it. I, I totally get <laughs> that too. <laughs> that was only it was a couple years ago. And said, Yeah, you know, we honestly, Don, we we liked your version better. But I said, Well, then why didn't we do it? And uh it wasn't like who gets the money, who gets the publishing, who gets the royalties. You know, when Dawkins was a very unusual band, when I formed the band, even though I'd been docking for years and years before I met George and Jeff and Mick. You know, I'd already toured Germany twice. But when we finally came together, uh, I said, you know, let's make it simple. You know, you write a hit, you write a hit, you write a hit. We'll just split it four ways. Doesn't matter who writes what. May the best songs win. I, you know, that's and that's so, how it was. Yeah. Now, looking back, I could say it was a stupid thing to do because I wrote a lot of the hits. And I gave up 75%. Mm. to the three of them you know so instead of me getting four bucks i got a dollar and mick got a dollar and george got a dollar and jeff got a dollar and the management took theirs and the accountants took theirs and i thought jesus i go i lost millions writing in my dreams and just got lucky or alone again or i mean i can name a zillion songs that i wrote by myself on the guitar and wrote all the music but that's the deal we made you know we were nobody. We weren't famous. Hey, if George wrote a, wrote a hit, I get money. Jeff writes a hit, I get money. I talked about Dee Snyder before. One of my favorite frontmen in rock history. One of my favorite bands in Twisted Sister. And you know Dee, he's got a lot to say about everything. And it was a wonderful moment having him back on the show. How does it, is there a pressure there to kind of being a voice for the voiceless? Because I feel like I'm one of the voiceless uh, that isn't some crazy either way, right or left person that I somehow exist in the middle, but yet I feel like there's no place for me in the world. You kind of take that on for a lot of people. Wow. That's really flattering and, and, and observant. And yeah, I kind of feel like that's my job now. You know, I'm just, we're not going to take it. I'm the guy who, who spoke out and continues to speak out when others don't. Uh, too often, the true majority, true majority remains silent. Because, you know, we don't have the hard opinions of the left or the right, the extreme left and right. And uh, and they're so loud and they're, they're, they're screaming there all the time. And, you know, we're all just trying to make sense of the world. We're just trying to figure it out, man. And, you know, as I said, it's a, it's a vast, moderate 
the vast of, of space of moderates. And people say, well, what's a moderate thing? Is there a moderate? Yeah, there's a moderate. What's a moderate? If you're on the extreme right or extreme left, or if you're on the right or left, but you're willing to compromise or negotiate, you are a moderate because the extremists on the right and the left, they're unwilling to give one inch. I just ran into it head with the with the LGBTQIA plus community yeah. because I disagreed with a thing that they said out of the thousands of things I support. One thing, and I was like, transphobic. I'm like, and 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 I do not suffer that shit easily. Because most people, you know, Paul Stanley was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. RuPaul was like, I'm sorry, I misspoke. I was like, no, I'm not sorry. I didn't say anything wrong. I support you guys. I believe in you guys, but I don't agree with everything you say. And I'm not, you're not going to pressure me to agree with every single thing you sure. say. And that's where, and this is a Facebook post that people, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you saw it, you know, and I said, and I hope when I talked, I said, you know, hey, I own a Hummer and I own a Tesla. I own too many guns <laughs> and I am for intelligent gun control. I have too many kids and I'm for a woman's right to choose. I ride a motorcycle and I'm an and I'm environmentalist. They're not mutually exclusive. This idea that it's all or nothing. You got to get that off the table. And the people who are in the middle got to realize, yeah, I'm, you know, I lean to the right or yeah, I lean to the left. But I think that there's room for a conversation. If you feel that way, join the D's of the world, <laughs> please join the D's. And if you don't, you know, someone said to me exactly what you said, hey, I don't have the platform. I don't have the voice. I don't have that personality to be at the forefront. I said, well, find somebody that's speaking your language and get behind him because we need to feel supported as well. Get behind me because I need to feel like I'm not the only one out there. I felt a bit like that in 85 in Washington. Yeah. I came home, I felt a little bit like, where was everybody when I was there standing up? And, you know, and people weren't outspoken enough at that time, you know? So we got to, we have to speak up. And I, a lot of people asked me to run for office. And, and I, you know, uh, one person there, I got a call from a Lincoln, you know, that Lincoln project, the Republicans who yep. have, have abandoned uh, the Republican Party and said, I don't want to take no for an answer. We started a super PAC in your name. Uh, you're running for office. And I said, thank you. I don't want the job. I appreciate how passionate you are to have me as a voice and that you respect me. But I've seen these people. These people in Washington are not good people. My dad, 92-year-old dad, put it very well. He said, don't say anything to get elected and don't say anything to, to not be kicked out, to not be voted out. And he said, and they're not about what's right or what's wrong. It's about their own interest. And I'm sorry, I just, I don't want to deal with those people. It was a blast covering the Rocklahoma Festival once again, a festival that I attended as a fan in 2007, now covering as a member of the media and backstage. Got some great interviews with bands like Crowbot. Kicks were there. Um, Asking Alexandria, there were so many, but a couple stood out. One was Gavin Rossdale from Bush, one of my favorite bands. They put on a heck of a show, and to be able to catch up with him, what a tremendous front man he is, and Bush is so timeless. One of those 90s bands still out there really rocking today and was able to sit down with him and, oh, what a great moment it was. A uh, little warm, but, you know, you've been touring all summer. This is nothing new for you. No, I don't care. I love it. <laughs> I like anything extreme. You're an L.A. guy. You're, you're used to the – you're, yeah, you're good it. with yeah, it. I, honestly, I, it's so fun, you know. I mean, 
you got to be prepared and hydrate a little bit, but it's fun. You know? Well, here we are. It's Rocklahoma. You guys have been on this stage before. You played here, I think, in 2019. And you never know what kind of bands you're going to be sharing the stage with. Like, has Bush ever played a show with Guar before? This has to be a first. Uh, no, we've of course we have. We've done. We just played at um, Incarceration, and they were playing on that. We've done loads of. They haven't necessarily been exactly like next to each other on the bill or on the same stages, but people come back i saw someone in incarceration and they were covered in like red dye yeah there's some and of I it still over gored, there and i got gored and i was like okay cool <laughs> it's all rock and roll right that's what makes these kind of festivals great is there's all uh all sorts of bands gavin one thing about you that um i always found really interesting is during the quarantine during 2020 you did a lot of covers you did a lot of instagram lives and one song in particular was time after time that you did by cindy lopper like what, what? What was it about that song that uh, made you want to do that? And I, a lot of fans kind of miss you doing those acoustic covers. You got yeah, no, to get back to that. No, I, I agree. And, and there was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, that's just such an amazing song. It's like unmagic, unlocking magic to learn how to play it, and it's so magical. Um, that it's just everybody. It, it's in, in, it's in everybody's DNA. You know, that's what it is, including mine. So. It was great. Is that a barbecue smell or is that toast? Barbecue. Yeah, it is. I was going to ask Sounds you that. Good. Are you like a food guy when you, I mean, you guys have toured all around the country all summer long. Are you like a, like to try Do all I, the food? This is like a barbecue country right. here. Yeah, 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 for sure. I love, I, I love food and a wasted meal is a wasted opportunity. That's where I see it. Whether you're eating at a roadside or whether you're eating <laughs> in a fine, fancy restaurant. As long as someone made it good and made it taste good, like it upsets me. I had a terrible lunch, for example. I made an Instagram story of it. Yeah, I tried it out. Thought it was going to be great. Happy or sad. In between, regret. All regret. So I'm looking forward to something that smells and tastes good. Okay, please, uh, catering over here, let's make this at least something that's good for Gavin. He didn't have a good go of it for lunch, so my goodness. Um, Gavin, for you guys, Bush, it just seems like you have become such a uh, you know, a major live act once again. You guys do a lot of headlining shows. You guys did a tour with like Three Days Grace. Whether it be 1,500 seat clubs, 30,000 seat festivals, do you have a preference either way? If you guys are playing like a 50 minute set or you get to do like the headlining hour and a half, do you have a preference or is it kind of good with whatever? I mean, I can't help it. My ego, we love, <laughs> loves the big, the big stage, the big shows. And um, playing to 60,000 people, there's nothing like it. But you know the the best thing about I think about the band is that we play the same way whether it's fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand doesn't change the performance and so I think that's what we're known for if people know us they know us for that like there's a consistency to it so um, yeah but it obviously I mean you know big is good <laughs> this is it this is thirty thousand people this is great. For you, Gavin, trying to formulate. I a told set my mum sixty thousand. <laughs> Should I ring her up and like disappoint her? Well, that's when the truth is disappointing. You what know, do you think? What do you do? A lot of ring times, my mum and tell her it's only thirty thousand. Well, there was five hundred thousand people at at uh, Woodstock in '99, right? You got to inflate <laughs> the attendance. It all sounds better. Just use it. No one's going to question it. Um, for you guys trying to make a set list, you're one of the only bands from 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 your era that half the set list is new songs. In fact. The last two albums that you guys did, The Art of Survival and Kingdom, to me are the two of your best of your career. So when you look at a set list and you're, you're playing, you know, 14 songs, half of them are from the last four years. 
that that sets you guys apart. That has to feel very vindicating that you're still making music that that is so powerful. I mean, I don't know, vindicated, more like just fortunate and appreciative and really into it. And thank you for saying that about the records. I kind of feel the same way. And um, it's an interesting sort of Benjamin Button style to making music. <laughs> but I'll take it. And uh, I keep wanting to make music that's vital and do shows that are great. And um, there's a lot of competition to be on these great festivals. We're happy that we get the support of the station, of uh, the festivals. To, to be able to do this and we don't take that for granted and you know it's all a fist fight to just stay in the game you know it's the UFC well you are someone that have always been one of the most intense lively energetic front men that, I, that I've seen has that become something that's, that there's pressure for that as you know with age and 100 degree days or does, does none of that do you just do what you do and the energy is just there no matter what. Yeah, the energy is in my DNA and, you know, I just feel that. I, I I have no explanation for it and it makes no sense to me. The band's gotten better, band's gotten heavier and the shows have gotten better. It literally on paper makes no sense. And that's what <laughs> is fascinating to me. That's what I like about it. We, we saw you in St. Louis. We talked about that at the onset. We, we just have seen a lot of Bush shows because you become one of the most reliable acts. Do you feel like that after taking a time off, you know, for nine years from Bush, that you almost had to rebuild the brand again? And to, to oh my God, yeah. And in fact, today is almost feels like, you know, it's the best slot we've had. It's a really good mm. slot, eight fifteen. You can't you can't uh, underestimate that slot if you're a musician. That's the perfect slot. It's even better than the headline, the ten fifteen, when people have been out all day in the sun. This is the best slot. We've worked so hard to get it. Um, yeah, I just, I just think that um, if you have a passion for something, why, why, why not? And that's, that's all it is, is having this passion. And yeah, we, we just, we enjoy um, the fruits of our, of our labor, which is having a great slot tonight. Well, I know something you're passionate about is being a dad, and school has started. So, is it, you get a little anxiety when it's like, you know, you're, you've become such. You know, such a dad that's you got young kids at home, and school has started. And like you're, you're like the dad, like takes kids to school and do all, all the functions. Has it been kind of difficult for you? And how's the balance work for you with that? That's always difficult. But like, uh, for instance, this time, um, like they just went back, but one of them, they've all got COVID at school, so no one's in the school oh, for a few days. It's crazy. That again? So I'm getting them on back on Tuesday. And um, the best thing is, it's pretty wild. I've now, my, my eldest boy is 17, so he's now going to drive them to school. So I'm going to get them up, but I don't ever have to do the school run, in theory, anymore. Wow. It's kind of a, a, a rite of passage, and I feel like I did my time. And, of course, I'll be there if, if uh, needed, but generally, I mean, I, that, that drive is about an hour and ten when you count the dogs and you do free and so every day starts with an hour and a half and a freeway it's great when it's not there like school holidays are the best and those drives to school is fantastic i was gonna ask you about your dog chewy right is he here on hand he's at home he's recuperating from uh, some surgery so he's oh just goodness. doing his thing yeah, yeah 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 uh yeah a lot of fans at the last one were like i saw gavin walking his dog outside the venue and so he was on tour with you there for a little while so yeah most of the time he is but he didn't come for this it's a bit hot so he's he's whatever he's he, <laughs> gavin i've never heard you talk about this in an interview and it is 
this is the reason that I became a Bush fan, that I learned about Bush. So I really ho- I'm really hoping that this isn't a moment where like, I find out there's no Santa Claus and you're not aware of this movie. 1996, the movie Fear comes out. Mark Wahlberg and Reese Weatherspoon. Yeah, of course. Basically, 16 Stone is the soundtrack of the film. Yeah. So like, what was the process of that? Do you, you know, remember how impactful the songs were for that? Because 16 Stone had already been out for a year, but that's, yeah, that movie just that really... Was, yeah, that was Come Down that was in there. Yeah. and. And Machine Head, too. Super, and Machine Head, yeah. It was super impactful. And being involved in any great project where you just supply the music is such a, a beautiful journey because you've, you've, the song's done. You just happen to luck out and be part of a movie, like being part of John Wick for uh, Bullet Holes or, yeah. or any songs that get picked up on big movies. It's a fun thing. Um, I love it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's just something that like I tie together to this day, seeing... Mark Wahlberg is a psychopath. Now you've done acting yourself. What is there a role that you would like to take on? I mean, like a horror movie villain, or like a role like Mark Wahlberg in that movie where he's a psychotic boyfriend. What what role can we look definitely for you? psychotic? I like the psychosis okay. of life, and I like the more interesting, darker figures, darker films. So, yeah, the thing is, is that um, I, I I will act again. I just a case of having to find the right the right job and. Anyone that wants me, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure what I'd play now. The kind of, you know, retired Secret Service killer guy okay. gets pissed off. He's trying to live a rural life. He's just trying to work, like a history of violence. That kind of like Vigo Mortensen, you know, a movie where I start out as like the Tiger Dad uh, coaching the baseball team, but it turns out I was an assassin. And they shouldn't, they mess with the wrong people when they got hold of our town, that kind of thing. Okay, that's very specific, and that sounds like maybe something that's coming up, and, uh, you know, I can't wait for that, whatever that is. The, the thing of it is, Gavin, you know, British actors, you got to come in and you got to do the American accent, though, now. If you do that, you have to, like, live here in somewhere like in Oklahoma, and you'd have to have just, like, a straight. Can you do a good straight American accent? Is that. Uh, you here long enough. You know, I try. I can, I can a bit. I do it with my kids, but you know, they laugh at me when I do it. They don't help. I'm saying, listen, this could, this depends. Your future depends on this. Your college tuition to work with me. It's my youngest. He's the sweetest. He will say things. I've done loads of auditions in American, and he will run through lines with me. The older two just laugh at me and think I'm a, you know, embarrassing. So, well, Gavin. Bush is going to be on here at 8.30, the main stage here at Rock, Oklahoma. It is going to be tremendous. It's been such a pleasure. This is a, you know, something I've wanted to get done for a long time. So to see you here at Rock, Oklahoma, and to have you on, it's been a true pleasure, my friend. Thank you so Thank much. You. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kevin. And at Rock, Oklahoma, from the weird to the weirder, Jasmine Degusha, founding member of GWAR, sat down and let's just say, Things got a little bit weird, a little bit quick. See, we've been around so long, we're just mostly in silent films for a long time, so I'm not sure we're in the talkie days. Right? Well, I tell you what, Rocklahoma 2023 welcomes Guar, one of the most iconic bands of all time. Beavis and Butthead's favorite band, in fact. Does that mean shit, jack shit to you? I love Beavis and Butthead because they're not humans. They're actually cool. So Not they, like you guys. Yeah, if, if you remember, the premise of the video game was they had to find the Guar tickets. They had to find that, the guard tickets. I hope you guys got paid for that. The dog shredded up. No, that was owned by Viacom, so never got paid Viacom. So where's my check? This is unbelievable because 
Jismak is here. Jismak Dagusha is here with us. That is me. One of the five rulers of the world, along with Gene Simmons and, uh, I don't know, maybe Lemmy. No, you don't like any of those guys. Well, no, you know, I mean, some guys, some humans are, are worth the time on the planet. You know, the king has passed. 30,000 people, though, here, are you going to, is that mean anything to you? Is it like, they, or is it it's like, hey, 30,000 deaths. It's going to be great. I can't wait to hit the stage and slaughter Oklahoma. We played it before, and apparently we failed. We didn't do such a good job and kill everyone in Oklahoma, so we're back to finish up the job today. Uh, I think we might be standing on the surface of the sun right now. It feels pretty fucking hot. As a matter of fact, my next, uh, the Guar's next record is going to be called Mad at the Sun. And that goes right here to the Midwest. It doesn't speak well to you Midwesterners because Guar is here, and it could be a long one. Guar is actually on tour right now, and how do you guys get by when you're, you know, you're on the Age of Imbeciles tour, which I, that does not refer to you. That refers to the people that would dare come see you, this the Age of, those, of Imbeciles. With great, great. Negative you, approach and ex-cops, if you, you've yeah. managed to kill, are you going you, to kill you them? You picked up on that. You're a very smart human being. It doesn't mean I'm going to spare your life. But still, you know, AIDS of imbeciles, it's ab absolutely about the human race. And more in particular, uh, the society in America. I mean, where do you go? Where else can you go where you can get a human shit outside of a Target doorway? This is a great country. Well, you're from you Virginia. I mean, or the band is. I don't know. It's for. No, we're, from is, we're from Antarctica. I know. And in fact, comedian Thomas Lennon, who's hilarious, he said that Guar's backstory supersedes that of Scientology. Perhaps Scientology True. borrowed something from Guar, and maybe it's not so, so. Maybe Tom Cruise isn't such an idiot after all. Yeah, like unlike Scientology, Guar's not made up. We're real. real. So that's, that's true. Yeah, that's, we're real. And Scientology is the, so we're, is the part. Wait a minute. Is that what I think it is? Is that part hey, of the two-part package? That, is this is this all that you care about? Guar comes in here, all you're look, looking man, at? Look, man, look, the only I thought, reason... I thought worldly things didn't matter to you guys. Uh, well, look, that was that was true in the beginning. But we have stayed here and been trapped here so long, we can't find our way out. And also, Odorous never wanted to leave the planet Earth because it was the only place in the galaxy where we could find crack. So that's why we stayed so long. Okay. So now we've been addicted to all kinds of drugs and all kinds of uh, alcohol and all kinds of music. And now we're just kind of stuck on this gerbil wheel of heavy metal. And it's really painful for us. But, you know, as long as the human beings keep coming to the shows, we will keep killing them. And, and you know, we're doing our civic duty there. Well, we got to promote something like in the real world. Oh, your, okay. man your management would, would, would appreciate sure, this. Sure, sure. Yeah, we, we touched on the tour, the AIDS of well, right. no, That's I'm coming up. The That's Battle of Maximus, 10th anniversary. Oh, just came out yesterday. It's glorious. Remixed, remastered, refilth, rerun, everything. We did it all to it. And uh, it comes in every color vinyl that you can think of. I don't know why they do that, but apparently you people like plastics and vinyls and whatever. Uh, yeah, it's really good. And it also contains... We found, we dusted it off, we found in the vault the very last hidden track that Odorous Yurunga sang. Wow. And uh, that is also on the new release of Battle Maximus. So check that out. You can get everything at guar.net. Wow. How's that for a promo? That, I thought I was standing next to Gene Simmons for a yeah. second, but no, it's just Mac Degusha from yeah. Guar. This is one of the best moments for me, so I hope you'll spare my life because I feel like some interviewers don't know how to, they don't know how to tackle a band like Guar. They don't know what they're doing. They, they feel like, they you feel no like one's going to tackle. Yeah, we tackle you. Right, exactly. You can't tackle me. 
I played I, NFL in the, in the outer uh, space rims. How do you feel about Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. I fucking hate all of the football players because they look so good in those tight pants. And my ass does not look that good, just maybe because I'm millions of years old. But if I could get some pants like that or some ski pants in the girls' uh, you know, department, it makes every ass look good. Maybe there's some kind of new spandex or Gore-Tex or some flea bag. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about bands that try to emulate what Guar does? I'm talking to you, Lordy. Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know anything about those bands. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, we did set the set the pace and, and pave the way for a lot of the other shock rock, you know, bands that are out there. And almost, you know, to some degree, created that genre with uh, Alice Cooper and Kiss as our predecessors. But hey, I'm happy that that's going on. If Guar was a part of that, and fucking kids love it, and it creates a whole subculture of uh, of uh, music and 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 entertainment, and just you know, kids having fun. What we do here. That, that sounds great. I'm glad to be a part of that. You know, you know, just being They can thank me whenever they get time. And, and uh, I, here's my bank account number. There's, I was going to say, it's, there's also uh, residuals. I mean, these guys are millions of years old, and they don't really, they don't need, uh, you know, conventional, you know, ways of, you know, like the U.S. dollar means nothing to them. And by the way, yeah, it's skyrocketing. It's going down. That sucks. It's okay. We get paid in fish. So... Have you guys Money ever, doesn't really apply to Guar. Here's where here's where or my, obviously crack. We get paid in crack. Here's where I go lot. wrong with Guar, who I love and I respect. But you guys have never taken over the US government, and that is the that's the one thing left for you to conquer. When the well, hell Well, little it, you know, we, they sent iced earth. They just missed the boat on that. They could have sent us and it would have worked, but they sent the iced <laughs> earth guy and it He's didn't, still in prison. It, yeah, it didn't happen, so yeah, prison. We can't we no can't prison speak can to hold that. us. We just broke out of Shawshank. <laughs> At the incarceration fest. I don't know about you, but whenever I started, you know, really getting into music. Masturbating. That's my girlfriend right here. I don't, well, she I knows mean, I don't she do does that. It too. No, it's she not doesn't. like you're the only one. This has gone, this has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> I know, I know right? this about the human race. You, 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 know, you guys it, are filthy honest, animals. Honesty is, a, is, is very key. But when I got into music, I, I saw a Kiss record, and I was like, you know what? That's what I want. I, I, I could, you know, bands that are up there in t-shirts and jeans. I gotta have a visual. Yeah. I love Wasp. Yeah. I love Guar. I love. This is the part where he's sucking up to me. You hear this? You, but you. I mean, you guys provide that escapism for so many people that don't want to just watch a punk band that stands up there and looks like they could be me out there playing. Sure, no one wants to look like you, but I get what you're trying to say. Thank you. You know, yeah, we were very visual aesthetic. Uh, you know, a lot of. Uh, fluids flying onto the crowd. It's a super, super fun time. The cannibalistic blood orgies at all of these festivals are some of the biggest. And uh, I can't wait for tonight in Rocklahoma. It's going to be great. Do you, when you're when you're up there and you got a crowd like tonight, it's going to be crazy. These people are going to be like, you know, you're going to have women and when you got families <laughs> the out there. Come on. When you see the families kids will and be children. Drunk too. The kids do you do you like to? I, you know what I think? I, I think uh, that's the everyone has a choice. You know, if you want to bring your kids to a guar show. It could be very enlightening. It also could be very traumatic, but that's up to the parents. You know, some say they might be bad parents bringing children to a Guar show, but I say bring them all. Sacrifice your children to Guar right now. The fucking meat is so tasty. Actually, Guar refers to it as the other white meat, baby. I mean, better than just chopping off their genitals, right? 
Yeah, that's everyone thought that that was like the sweetbreads of the human being, but the genitals are they're nasty. They taste good. It tastes like no, they're disgusting. It's the it's the anus that's the the, the delicacy. We just carve that out, and then we just throw away the rest of the husk. Guys, just Mac and Guar are ready to slaughter the stage here at Rocklahoma. There is nobody like these guys right here. Just Mac, it's been a pleasure. I know you got to make the rounds because there's other you know radio boys out oh, there that okay. got to get you. And I and I want to know at the end of it, who tackled it better? Who handled? The Guar legacy better okay. than on the road to rock with myself. All right, on the road to rock, I'm backing him. He's wearing the Hulk Hogan shirt. And, hey, if you can get away with wearing a piss-colored T-shirt, well, more power to you. Thanks, man. Thank you. 2023, you were crazy. You were over the top. I can't wait to see what 2024 brings, guys. Thanks so much for being a part of this show each and every year. It gets bigger, it gets better, and that is because of you guys. I'm able to go out on the road, I'm able to do this, I'm able to live my dream and be on the road to rock each and every year because of your support. I want to thank everybody. You can go to our website, roadtorockpodcast.com. That's where you can get all the shows archived, concert reviews. It's all there. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Road to Rock Podcast. Happy 2024 and Merry Christmas to each and every one of you, Mother Truckers. It's been a great one. Let's make 2024 even better. Can you do that?